on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Greg Matzik. In for Dominic Catronio tonight, and the Brewers pick up a 3-0 win. It was a strange game to be a part of, I understand that. It's not often late in the year where you have... I guess meaningless baseball, meaningless for, you know, what it means in the standings, meaningless for what it means as it pertains to the playoffs, certainly not meaningless for those on the field, and Eric Lauer did not treat it like a meaningless game today. He was outstanding. Eric Lauer really finishes up his season on a high note, and uh, he was maybe the star of the game for the Brewers in a 3-0 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Six innings, no earned runs allowed, seven strikeouts for Lauer, just one hit on the evening here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, I know what could have been. What could have been. Back-to-back wins over the Diamondbacks. Had the Astros done a little bit against the Phillies in game number one of that series, we might be looking at tomorrow's game deciding if the Brewers would be a playoff team. But alas, here we are. One game to go for the Brewers who will not be playing in the postseason after a 3-0 shutout win over the Diamondbacks. We'll set up the show for you here tonight. We'll hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. Vinny Rotino will join us coming up in just a moment. We also have highlights. There weren't many, but we do have them. And the story of the night in Major League Baseball, we've got that for you as well. It comes from Arlington, Texas. Just getting started here, it is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Six no-hit shutout innings for Eric Lauer. The Brewers pick up a 3-0 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. The third one-hit shutout of the season for the Brewers. Strength of this team, no doubt, really from start to finish. Pitching, I know there's some injuries along the way. And, of course, a, a little change in the back end of the bullpen that we may talk about on the program here. But, nonetheless, Eric Lauer finishes up a nice season. He closes things out with a final record of 11-7 and and an ERA of 369. Pretty good stuff for a guy who should be returning next year to be a part of this staff. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ, your home of the Brewers. Greg Matzik along with... Vinny Rotino from Bally Sports Wisconsin. Vinny and uh, Craig Council mentioned it uh, following last night's game. You're going to honor the integrity of the game. You're going to play. You're going to play hard. And the Brewers did just that and coming out with a shutout win. I do want to spotlight Lauer. What sort of mix did he have? What did you see that was really working today as he pitches six no-hit shutout innings? Yeah, so Eric Lauer did a great job tonight of really just pounding the zone with that fastball. At times, since he came off that IL, he had a little stint on the IL with that elbow injury. He really was trying to knock the dust off that delivery, just trying to sink it up. We did not see the best versions of him coming straight off the IL against the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And then this last time out, he kind of settled in actually against the the, uh, Miami Marlins, and he went five innings with just the one hit and and, uh, zero earned runs. So, I mean, he's been absolutely dynamite these last two outings. And again, this, this is a guy that is a very important piece to the starting rotation. You take away that one start that he had in Colorado where, you know, he gave up, um, he gave up uh, seven runs in just two and two thirds. And that was that start where then he went on the IL after that, he had an outstanding season, very sneaky, um, productive season in the, you know, Brewer starting rotation was Eric Lauer. So, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head. He's going to be back, uh, barring any kind of trade or anything that happens. But I'm sure we'll get into it at some point on the show. They're going to have an interesting offseason. I think it's going to get creative for this front office. But we're looking at a, two, a two-year a two window, and then everything kind of – everyone becomes a free agent after that. All these 
impact arms. So it'll be interesting. Eric Lauer is one of those impact arms. He showed it tonight. Hey, why wait? Why wait to get into it, Vinny, right? <laughs> you teed it up well here. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I, it's really not a bad time to look at this. I, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I don't care much about the actual intricacies of this particular game. Yeah, I, I don't want to render it a meaningless game, but it has nothing to do with the playoffs. I, it's hard for me not to focus a little bit on what's going to happen next year and who might be back. And as I look at it here, you've got a $140 million payroll as it stands today. You only have $40 million committed to next season. So 17 players are in their arbitration years, uh, pre-arbitration, arbitration one, two, and three. I, so it, the population of you know dollars is going to ramp up here very quickly. But Lauer's an interesting case. Hey, the guy only made $2.5 million last year. I say only just in baseball money, but 11 and 7, 369 ERA. There's a pitcher who's making a lot more money than Eric Lauer, uh, pitching a lot worse than Eric Lauer. So I, this has been the trick in Milwaukee for a number of years, really since the Doug Melvin days. How do you stack your pitching? How do you keep it you know, productive? How do you keep it young? How do you keep it from breaking the bank? Woody, 6.8 million. Burns, 6.5. Lauer, 2.45. Peralta, 2.5. Those are all going to go up a little bit next year, but it's still manageable when you talk about the quality of arms coming back. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, it is going to get really interesting. This offseason is going to feel a little bit like a reality TV show for me. It just from the standpoint of how entertaining this is going to be, how interesting this is going to be, what the, what the front office is going to do with some of these arms. Um, particularly Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. We will, I, I, I hope, you know, they're, they're brewers for the next couple of years. My guess is they're not going to be able to afford either of them once they become free agents. So, you know, look, they, they set precedent uh, this year by trading away, you know, Josh Hader, right? He's set to make $17 million next year in his last year of arbitration. So are they going to do something similar with, with Woodruff and Burns where they, they go ahead and, and trade them away to get prospects? that are close to major league ready and they can supplement their rotations or their position player group with these guys that are major league ready. Look, the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays have been masters at this and they have been able to sustain success and go to the playoffs every single year um, doing it this way. Blake Snell, if you remember, won the Cy Young. He was traded that offseason after winning the Cy Young because he was going to become too expensive. I, you know, I'm just curious. I'm just playing devil's advocate that, perhaps this front office goes down that same path if the right deal is in place for a Corbin Burns or a Brandon Woodruff. Um, you know, we, we will see. But, yeah, those two guys in particular are going to get very expensive just because of the dynamite years that both of them had. Eric Lauer is going to get a little bit more expensive in arbitration. But remember, you do have Freddie Peralta on a very team-friendly deal, and you do have Aaron Ashby on a very team-friendly deal, although Aaron Ashby, remember, does need to actually develop and get a little bit more consistent in his level of performance at the major league level. So, um, but we will see what they do with Burns and Woodruff. It's going to get interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because Aaron Ashby, as you mentioned, made about 700000 this year. So did Devin Williams, uh, one of the best closers in all of baseball. Brewers have always found a way to manage their pitching. Yeah, I think back to the 2018 season, Vinny, I think Yoli Chassin was their most expensive starting pitcher. He's making about $7.5 million. Uh, if you totaled up all of the Brewers' pitching staff, I, I think they equated to what you Darvish was making for the Cubs. Like, it just, it's always yeah. going to be this way in Milwaukee. But to David Stearns' credit, and even Doug Melvin, 
they found a way to get it done. And, and maybe the trade of Josh Hader, for as frustrating as it, as it has been for Brewers fans, myself included, right? I, I think Josh Hader's worth a couple yeah. of wins, and a couple of wins is the difference in being a playoff team and not. But the trading of Josh Hader, it perhaps does unlock the door here to a longer-term deal for a guy like Burns and or Woodruff. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think that probably is on the table, like lock one of those two up. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe free up some some cash um, in that regard. I mean, look, Colton Wong is due uh, to be a free agent next year. Well, they have there's a team deal and there's a $2 million buyout to that contract, so that's going to free up some money as well. If they decide not to pick up the $10 million, my guess is they don't, um, just because I do think Bryce Terang is ready in triple a to, to come and man second base for the, for the brewers next year. Um, Hunter Renfro is going to get a little bit more expensive. Yeah. It's, it, you know, the dollars in, in the math to this is going to get interesting just with how they're going to kind of juggle everything because yeah, I mean, I, my guess is that there's probably some conversations happening to extend one of those two guys. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that's going to get real expensive to extend a Corbin Burns or a Brandon Woodruff. I mean, we're talking over a hundred million dollars and, you know, the Brewers have never done that to a starting pitcher. If you remember CC Sabathia, obviously they were going to compete with the New York Yankees deal that was on the table for CC Sabathia. I, I think the Brewers offered him around 100, and that was it. Um, but Brandon Woodruff and Gordon Burns are going to command those kind of dollars in free agency. Um, but we'll see if they're able to extend them. Entertaining game tonight, 3 nothing. A very well-pitched game for the Milwaukee Brewers. A one-hit shutout, the third of the season, believe it or not, behind Eric Lauer's six innings of shutout baseball. 3 nothing. the final. Brewers over the Diamondbacks in game two of this three-game series. It all wraps up, and I mean the series, the homestand, the season, tomorrow afternoon with a 3-10 first pitch. More with Vinny after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers pick up their 86th win of the season tonight, a 3-0 shutout win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Greg Matz again, Vinny Rotino with you. If you'd like to join us here on the program, it's 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's chat with Charlie in Madison. You're on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi, Charlie. How you doing today? Doing great, man. What you got? Can you hear me? Uh, nothing. I we uh, me and about twenty of my buddies from Madison drove down to the game. Um, it felt like an absolute funeral in there today. It was really, really kind of put the whole Brewers season in perspective for me a little bit. Uh, I just kind of was calling in. Uh, we're driving back to school here, and I was just wondering uh, what you think uh, the skipper's uh, job looks like in the future, and. Uh, do you think he can kind of rally the clubhouse for next year, or do you think he'll be gone? And secondly, I was wondering how you guys think you'll uh, stack up against the Cardinals the next couple of years. I appreciate the phone call, Charlie. A reminder that uh, Mondays uh, should be open on State Street until uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning if you want a, a little nightcap before you, you head in. Um, <laughs> so I, a couple ways to take that. So, all right, let's start with counsel here. So he signed a three-year contract extension. Uh, it was January of 2020, Vinny. I have no reason to think Craig Council won't be back unless he doesn't want to be back. I don't see anything changing at the managerial level unless Council raises his hand and says, you know what, I want to spend more time with my family, my kids are getting older, and, you know, that we, we've had enough here. But I don't see that happening either. Yeah, 
I, I mean, unless uh, – don't forget, he is viewed as one of the best managers in all of baseball for, for a, a while now, right? So, I mean, unless a team like the Texas Rangers who's looking for a manager comes along and offers some sort of trade, I mean, we've seen that on the table. So th- that is certainly in the realm of possibility. I don't know if people have been thinking about that or not. Uh, he's going to be sought after at some point um, – probably now I'm sure there's conversations, but he, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere. Right. So, I mean, he's a, he's a Wisconsin guy through and through and he, you know, he, he's basically managing in his backyard. Um, so um, I don't think I agree. Like there's no, there's absolutely no risk to his job whatsoever from the front office or from ownership. I mean, he, he's, I argue that he is the best manager in all of baseball. I mean, aside from the last, what, two months of, of his tenure, the, the, clubhouse, the clubhouse culture has been second to none, right? I mean, you always saw this team always hungry to win, always play together. I think in the last two months, I think it's just the circumstances have just been really just out of the ordinary that I don't think anybody could have held that clubhouse together and had that culture together. I think it'll be back next year. I think they're going to probably go a little bit younger, have some of the young kids play, and they're going to be hungry to play. You saw that with Garrett Mitchell. This last month of the season, you'll see similar players, I think, like that, like a Bryce Terang, who are hungry, who are instinctual, who love to play. Um, I, I just think this last two months, you know, is not a representation of the clubhouse culture that Craig Council has created in his tenure as a Milwaukee Brewer. And I think he's going to be here, as, like you said, Greg, that's a great point, as long as he wants to be here. You know, I, I think the bigger question here, Vinny, is what's the future for David Stearns? The rumors are not going to stop with him either. He's been promoted about as many times as you could possibly imagine uh, here in Milwaukee. He's no longer the GM. I know sometimes people confuse him for being the GM, but the GM is Matt Arnold, and David is the president of baseball operations. There aren't many more places you can go in terms of a promotion. Um, And there's going to be a team, and it's it's usually the Mets that are in the rumor mill uh, with Stearns. Who knows what ends up happening with him? And that is also a storyline to follow. In fact, it has been for the last several off seasons. Yeah, I and mean, there's a little nuance in his contract that said if you if the Brewers were to make, I don't know if it was the playoffs. I don't think anyone knows if it was the playoffs. Just made the playoffs this year, or made it all the way to the NLCS this year. That he could have opted out of his deal um, and, and and gone to wherever he wants. And again, I also heard the rumor that the Mets are on the table for him because he's from New York. Um, and Sandy Alderson, who is the president of baseball ops for the New York Mets, is looking for a replacement, and David Stearns would be that guy to fit that role. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would be unfortunate if he were to take another role, right, um, because he is a guy that has really helped and, and gotten this team and, and the roster very consistent, put a perennial winner out there, um, notwithstanding, you know, 2022. But uh, I think we'll all give him a pass, and, and we'll – uh, just move on to next year, um, and I think they're going to be right back into contention next year. But yeah, I agree. He, he's been very – his moves are head-scratching in, in the moment, and then they always seem to work out, right? So even this, even the Josh Hader deal might even work out with Estuary Reeves and then Robert Gasser getting those two guys in return. Obviously, it didn't work out for the 2022 season, but we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, I think it is a good point. You know, I, I, I don't – it, it is certainly possible the Brewers, at the end of it all, could still win the Josh Hader trade. 
It just didn't help him out this year. It just didn't, right? But if Estuary Ruiz and Robert Gasser become cornerstone pieces of a team that somehow wins a World Series, then you look back and say, wow, it was worth it. It was painful at the time, but it was worth it. I know that doesn't make Brewers fans feel better today. It certainly doesn't make any player in the clubhouse feel better today. Um, but there is more to be told, more chapters to be written about this trade that um, we'll learn more about both of these players, I think, maybe as early as next year with Ruiz and possibly Gasser, but uh, certainly look for them to make waves throughout the Brewers farm system uh, and hopefully at the major league level sometime uh, in the next 12 months or so. I do want to get Vinny's thoughts on the Cardinals. As an interesting point by Charlie. Uh, I, I've got some interesting tidbits to share. Vinny, I want to get your thoughts on the Cardinals. Also, the story of the night in Major League Baseball. We'll have that for you coming up after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Pretty amazing sight in Arlington, Texas. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run of the season. This is pretty amazing, Vinny. Babe Ruth hit 60 in 1927. Roger Maris hit 61 in 1961. Judge 62 in 2022. No American League players ever hit more home runs in a single season than Aaron Judge. A pretty miraculous season. And when you consider he's doubled up in the home run category, Giancarlo Stanton <laughs> really jumps off the page. Uh, pretty amazing year. The Brewers had some success against him, but just an unbelievable season. Yeah, and then when you look at who is next in line to him as far as the home runs in the major leagues, it's, it's um, Kyle Schwarber with uh, 40, I think he is 47. So, I mean, he has eclipsed the next guy by almost, you know, 15, 20 homers. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was actually really cool to see him play at American Family Field, just the presence in the batter's box, and then just knowing how how, how great of a guy he is and an ambassador to the game type of a player type of a guy. So really, really cool stuff. And, and look, I'm just going to say it, Greg. I mean, I know a lot of people say, well, Barry Bonds has the record and that, you know, you got to accept that. And, you know, uh, Sammy Sosa's hit, you know, way more than that. And, and, and Mark McGuire as well. It's like, I'm sorry. Judge has the record for me. I mean, I know that it's never going to stand in the record books and it's not going to read in the record books like that, but all those guys were cheating. All those guys were in the Mitchell report. And uh, that's, I just, you know, I don't say too many controversial things that I'm going to stand by because I think this was quite the accomplishment uh, in knowing that he did it in 99% sure that he did it in a natural way. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, home runs back in vogue here with Albert Pujols going over 700. He just kind of keeps on hitting. He hasn't really slowed down yet. Uh, and it's a good segue here into the Cardinals. You know, it, Charlie from Madison on the on his way drive back home or off to State Street or wherever he's going, um, asked about the Cardinals. And without even looking, Vinny, don't you kind of know that the Cardinals are going to be in good shape? Like, you, you don't have to dig too much on the St. Louis Cardinals to know that they're going to have talent locked up. And sure enough, Nolan Arenado becomes a free agent after the 2028 season. Paul Goldschmidt after the 2025 season. Miles Michaelis, a free agent after 2024. Uh, Yadier Molina's probably gone. Adam Wainwright, who knows, he's 41. I can't imagine their careers continuing. 
But, you know, the, the backbone, the core, the gauntlet of their lineup, that comes back. And, and what are their better pitchers as well? So I, I, if you're a Cardinals fan, you, are, you should never be worried, right? If you're a Brewers fan, you look at this and say, oh, boy, right? It's, it's always the Cardinals. They always find a way to reload. Yeah, and just brilliant moves by acquiring uh, a couple of starting pitchers right at the deadline in Jordan Montgomery and, and of course, our favorite, Quintana. Um, so, yes, and, and here's the thing about the St. Louis Cardinals that I guess is a little bit frustrating as a Brewer fan is that every every player that they bring up, almost every single player, every position player that they brought up this year, Brendan Donovan, um, and a couple other guys, uh, they, they just perform. There's something in the water down there in Jupiter, Florida, that in their spring training complex, I scouted a bunch of these guys that you look at them when they're coming out of the draft, and you're like, okay, that's a pretty nice player. You know, he'll probably be up and down, and and then you put a grade on him like that, and all of a sudden, and in fact, I did put that grade on Brendan Donovan, and all of a sudden, he is he's better than that. It's it is there's something to the Cardinals' way. I hate to say it, but they just get ball players. They get them to perform. They get them to perform at the major league level. Um, not sure exactly what they're doing and what they're doing to identify some of those guys, but they're going to continuously have that type of a pipeline at the major league level with how they develop players. Um, the Brewers are doing that as well and showing some some promise in doing that as well, but just the, the Cardinals are just on another level with how they develop players, and uh, yeah, they're going to be good for a while. Another nugget uh, from the National League here. The last bit of drama as it pertains to the playoffs Solved tonight. The Braves pick up a win. They secure the NL East, their fifth straight NL East division title. Of course, last year's World Series champion. One more segment with Vinny. We'll have some comments from Craig Council and highlights coming up as well. Brewers Extra Innings. More after this on WTMJ. Garrett Mitchell hits a solo home run. A nice day for Luis Urias as well. A solo home run. He also drives in a run with a double. Three for four for Urias. Eric Lauer pitches six shutout innings, not allowing a hit. The Brewers pick up a 3-0 win over the Diamondbacks. And everything wraps up tomorrow, Vinny, with a 3-10 start. Of course, these games against the Diamondbacks were supposed to be played toward the beginning of the season, and everything got moved because of the lockout, so that's why we're playing baseball at 3-10 on a, a random Wednesday. But nonetheless, here we are as the season wraps up. You know, what is tomorrow like Vinny, is it, you know, you know your season's not continuing. The Brewers have felt that here over the last couple of days. It has settled in that the season is ending. Uh, there will not be baseball deep into October. What is that final day like when you, when you know the finality of the season is upon you? Yeah, I mean, it's not, um, it's bittersweet, I guess. Like, you know, you, you kind of reflect back on the season. Um, it's a, uh, it's it ends abruptly, right? So you you live this life of of going, you know, you start in March, or end of February, middle of February, and then you, and you go to Arizona, and then you, you spend all your time with these individuals, and they become your best friends. They they really do because, um, you know, you're just with these guys every single day, right? There's a few days off sprinkled in every once in a while, but you are with these players every single day, and then all of a sudden your season's over. And then like you said, Greg, there is no playoffs. It's over. And so tomorrow it, you know, you, you go through the motions a little bit because you know that it's not a competitive game. Um, and you know, 
you, you're really not going to affect how you are viewed by the organization with one game to play. Now, if you're the Reds or something, right, your, your season was over after the first month of the season in April. Season was over. You still had something to play for, right? You still had, you know, you could play spoiler with some teams. You could really establish yourself as a major league player if you're a young player and not, not established yet. But tomorrow, one game left is really nothing to play for. It's bittersweet, and it's also a little bit – um, of going through the motions. So it, it's, a, it's a strange day, that last game of the season. You know, it's interesting. It, 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 it goes in, in waves and phases. You report for spring training, man, you're feeling great. Let's get baseball up and moving again. About halfway through spring training, you're like, let's get done with this. Let's start the regular season. I don't like this early wake-up call. Uh, I'm sure at a point you start to feel like you're grinding through the regular season. Uh, but everybody is looking ahead to August and the trade deadline and what happens in September. You love to have meaningful games in September, and that happened for the Brewers this year. But for the first time since probably 2016, the Brewers aren't finishing with meaningful games in September. So it's it's kind of a strange position here for a Craig Council-led team and a lot of Brewers fans as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely strange for, for everybody. And look, I mean, w- the first game uh, – um, in the yeah, the first game yesterday in the D-backs series, it, it was it was a weird, eerie feeling in that in that stadium because there wasn't, you know, the, the team was still in it. There was it was still a meaningful game. You needed the Phillies to lose, and they didn't. They're losing tonight, ten nothing. You know, it's going to play out. They're actually going to tie for a record. The Brewers are going to win tomorrow, and the Phillies are going to get blown out again by the by the Astros, and they're going to end up with the same record and not get in. But um, it's it's a situation. Where, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a the clubhouse culture, I think, really kind of damp, put a damper on how this all played out for the fans and for, for the players in the clubhouse. Um, and so it's unfortunate that this is how it ended. I think a few months, uh, we'll, we'll sweep this under, under the rug and we're going to be looking forward to spring training here in a couple of months, um, especially after whatever this hot stove brings about. Uh, in the off season here, but yeah, it was an eerie feeling in the in the uh, stadium last night as well. Well, Vinny, it's been my pleasure doing this show with you on the opportunities I've had to do it with you. Dom will be back tomorrow afternoon for an extended Brewers extra innings as uh, we look ahead to next year after recapping this year. I've enjoyed it, my friend, very much. Uh, you're a true pro, a class act, and I uh, hope we get to do some more shows together in the future. Absolutely, Greg. No, I feel the same way about you. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother, we'll talk soon. That's Vinny Rotino from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. We'll come back with some highlights and uh, some comments from Craig Council following tonight's win. We'll wrap up Brewers Extra Innings after this. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, there weren't a lot of highlights, but we'll get to what we have here. Brewers taking on the Diamondbacks. Game two of a three-game series. Eric Lauer on the mound for Milwaukee. Proved to be a pretty good patch, uh, pitching matchup here. Zach Gallen on the mound for Arizona. He's 12-3 entering tonight's game. And it was the Brewers who struck first. A Brewers rookie, to be sure. You're talking about home run power, and that's for the most part. Swing a drive to right on the wall. It is gone. Garrett Mitchell hits his second of the year. 
Not a lot of power from Garrett Mitchell. He did have a couple, uh, or did have a key home run uh, earlier in his stint in Milwaukee, but a home run to right field for Mitchell. Came on a four-seam fastball. First pitch of the inning in the bottom of the second. The Brewers take a 1-0 lead. It would remain 1-0 until the very next inning when Luis Urias tagged Gallon deep. 1-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep left field. Racing back there is Luplo looking up. It is gone. Luis Urias with his 16th home run of the season. And he extends his hitting streak to 14 games in the process. Two to nothing, Brewers. Getting that batting average up over 240. Luis Arias with three hits on the afternoon. He was at it again in the fifth. Luis with a home run. Swinging a drive to right center. This is in the gap. Going to get to the wall. Peterson around third. He's wide open. He's going to score. And it is three nothing. 3-0 it is, according to Bob Uecker. He was correct. It would stay that way all the way into the ninth inning. By that time, of course, Eric Lauer was out of the game. He did have a little bit of problem with command. There were four walks on the afternoon, or evening, I should say, for Lauer. But he does strike out seven in 97 pitches over six innings. Jake Cousins comes in, works a couple of scoreless innings in the seventh and eighth, leaving it up to Peter Strzelecki to close things out in the ninth. Here it is. Bouncer hit to Jace Peterson, and he throws him out, playing on the shortstop side of second base to end this game. And there you have it. Brewers pick up a 3-0 win. Here's what Craig Council had to say following the game, speaking specifically about Eric Lauer's start. Through the ball. Um, you, know, you take out that Colorado st- start, and uh, the season looks you know, really, really good. Um, but I, I mean, the fastball was, you know, it was the, that fastball that's just got such great carry on it that it looks like he can throw it down the middle and, and a hitter really struggles with it. Um, and that's, that's when Eric's going really good and, and feeling really good. And so he, he ended pitching well and, and you can tell feeling really good as well. Gallon's a guy that just does not give up home runs and to get those couple against him early was a little unusual, but also had to feel pretty good. Yeah, our, our our at bats in the first inning were that was as good as you're going to see uh, against a really tough pitcher. We ended up not not scoring, but uh, you know Weicho had a heck of an at bat. Uh, you know, and ends up lining out and um, just a bunch of guys put together tough tough at bats against them. And that, I thought that was just kind of a sign. Um, Colton had a good at bat. Hunter had a good at bat. Um, just Yelly had a good at bat. So. Um, you know, we just we made them work, and anytime you can make a, you know, I think a take, we really took a piece out of him in that first inning, even though we didn't um, didn't get any runs across, and I think it helped us later. Here's lucky first career save. Just what has he kind of meant to this bullpen? The way he's kind of performed down the stretch with. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we haven't talked about Peter a lot, um, but the, the impact that he's made in the last six weeks of this season have been really special and I, mean, I think you you talk to those guys down there and they love him he, he's 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 a really he's a connector type of kid um and he's pitched really well and he's taken the ball a whole bunch um and, and been effective um for a for a rookie uh, young you know, you know very little experience um he handles every situation really really well i mean he, he's he's 
he, he's done. Um, he's been a he's been our biggest surprise, definitely. I think on the pitching side of the ball, for sure. I don't I don't believe he got into a spring training game. Um, and so, you know, where he started this year and where he's finishing this year, really proud of him and really happy for him. You always say, Craig, there's that guy right at, at the start of the season that like, we're not talking about. Yeah. It's going to impact your team. And what does this do now, like the experience setting him up for next year? Yeah, well, I, I feel like, you know, Peter's done everything really in, in, as, as a relief pitcher. Uh, this was kind of the last thing maybe that he, that he hadn't done. Um, but he's experienced it all. He's handled it all incredibly well. Um, he competes really well. Um, there's no situation too big for him, and I think he can go into the winter knowing I can get major league hitters out um, and not have any question about that. Um, and that's a good feeling for a young pitcher. Craig, uh, Garrett, with the home run tonight, you know, when he came up about, you know, just over a month ago, how, is, how have you liked his body of work, you know, compared to the expectations that you had for well, his this month for Garrett has. I don't think there's any question he's exceeded expectations. Um, he's, he's had a really good month, um, and, and similar to Peter, just proved to himself um, that that he can play at this level and succeed at this level and, and be an impact player at this level. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen all the tools, um, and he's he's put them on display, and it's it's been fun to watch. Kind of stands out, Craig, that he's also been exposed to like some of the top top pitchers in the league. Scherzer he got at bats against Alcantara and Gallon. Is that part of the development, just to sort of like expose yourself? And he's- yeah, I mean, I think. Look, the 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 AAA to big leagues is a huge jump, um, and it there there's adjustment periods, and and the adjustments continue. Uh, I think you talk to hitters, and um, the league will adjust. The player is going to have to adjust, um, and and that process is going to go on for a while for for Garrett and for any young player. Um, but in the first small sample here, um, you know he should, he should be really pleased with how he's played. And a reminder that the Brewers ring the bell with that Garrett Mitchell and Luis Arias home run. Remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. Yeah, some nice comments from Craig Council regarding Peter Strzelecki, a name you probably didn't know of or hadn't heard of prior to the season, but he stepped in. He has some nice stuff, and and he'll be back in a Brewers uniform next year, you have to think, or at least hope, uh, if nothing else, during spring training. We'll see where he fits in as the regular season gets going. Uh, but he's earned the opportunity to come back in a Brewers uniform. And then, of course, Garrett Mitchell. And, you know, if anybody deserves an opportunity to, you know, get some more at-bats tomorrow, it's Garrett Mitchell. I'd be shocked to see him out of tomorrow's lineup. Two for four today, hitting 310 in his brief stint here in a Brewers uniform. Again, he's not much of a power guy. Hit his second home run tonight, but he's capable. And I think you saw him get his feet wet against some outstanding pitchers. I mean, Zach Gallon is an outstanding pitcher. And Mitchell was able to take him deep tonight. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's 50 games, 55 games or so for Garrett Mitchell this year. Um, handful of starts along the way. And I think it's invaluable. And he is going to be a major piece to the puzzle next year, whether it's in a starting capacity uh, or as the, the fourth outfielder off the bench. There'll be some decisions to be made here with Mitchell, Tyrone Taylor. Uh, you figure Hunter Renfro will be back on an arbitration salary uh, and that was a good move. 
uh, made by David Stearns in the offseason, replacing obviously El Garcia. Instead of paying Garcia, they found Renfro uh, via trade, and that worked out pretty well. Remember, it was Jackie Bradley Jr. that was sent to Boston for Hunter Renfro. So highway robbery, you might even call it. Great job for the Brewers tonight. Unfortunately, the, their season will end tomorrow. It'll be the final game of the regular season. Yeah, we talked about it, 88 wins. Yeah, that kind of felt like maybe the baseline for the Brewers or the you know, the, the minimum to be a playoff team. That may end up being the case. Of course, 90 is your safe zone typically in Major League Baseball, and the Brewers just unable to get to that point. I want to thank Tommy Wartz for producing the program tonight. I want to thank Vinny Rotino for being our guest and you for being a part of the program each and every night. One final BEI coming up after tomorrow afternoon's game. It'll all get underway with a 2.35 broadcast time, 3.10, the first pitch from American Family Field. Enjoy the rest of your night on 620 WTMJ, the home of Brewers baseball.